Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Through the fire and the flames we carry on, it's VGC, a video game podcast with me, Jordan Medler, Chris Scullion and Pete Donaldson. This week, more AI nonsense, game could be stopping trade-ins and more. But first, how are we doing, folks? Pete, tell me about your power supplies, because I hear that's all the rage these days. It's all anyone's talking about. We've yeah. gone past talking about um, cathode ray tube televisions in the mm-hmm. retro um uh, environment the retro community uh, and we're basically just talking about uh inverted uh dc ac power really okay what we're into good um I, I listened to the last week's show uh while i was eating my breakfast one one morning and i was like i swear when i sat down to start eating this they were talking about power supplies and now i'm finished <laughs> and they're still talking about power supplies um Harold, it's look it's the most dangerous act you can get involved in 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 the video game world like <laughs> there's no peril in turning on I don't know, like a like a PlayStation Five, really. Yeah. You know, we don't even have Red Rings of Death anymore. This is, you know, life or death. You could be killing something that's forty years old. Yeah, I'd love to kill something that's forty years old. Speaking of <laughs> me, um, <laughs> speaking of Chris, um, you well, really let the show get away for you last week. Letting these ideas just talk and talk and talk. You get much to say for yourself? I mean, I, I, I was, I'll, I'll admit, it was my dream show last week because we were talking about exactly what I wanted to talk about. For once. Um, I, no I Pokemon. Know. So Pokemon freeze. Pokemon's don't need step downs or steps ups. No, or maybe they I do. I don't know. I don't give a shit about, for example, AI art. So hopefully, we, hopefully <laughs> that doesn't come up this week. But, um, but like everything else, like when you're talking power converters, that's being was in the zone. I'm in yeah. the zone. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. La- last week I was um, in the sunnier climes of Arlington, Texas, at the Smite Two World, well, the Smite World Championships, in order to see Smite Two. It was a weird, it was a weird moment. Um, in the in the hotel the night before because all the smite players and all the fans were staying at the same hotel as the press so right. me and a friend were very loudly having a conversation about smite 2 and then realized like mm, there's probably some people sitting here so that don't know that smite 2 exists or, or, um, the, or the smite hawks are sitting listening yeah but thankfully <laughs> it, already, heads. it already it already uh, leaked on steam russia so they were pretty sure that it was going to happen um look forward to our new podcast talking smite um, but yeah, it was good fun. <laughs> Texas is um, Texas is strange. It is a profoundly uh, anti-walking uh, state. You mm. you can't go anywhere without a car, pretty much. Like there's tiny little pavements and stuff like that. But there was a there was a Walgreens or a Seven Eleven or some something similar. You could see it from the hotel, but if you looked on Google Maps, it was like this is a twenty minute walk because you have to walk all the way around this highway. Like there's absolutely no <laughs> consideration for pedestrians. Um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself there. More on Smite Two on the website. I have some interviews up. Do you remember when this is this is only a slight tangent? Do you remember when Texas, as in the band, uh, oh, yeah. collaborated with Method Man? 
I thought you were going to say. Yes. I thought you were going to say. Do you remember when Texas band collaborated with Peter K, which is more mass made than that? Oh, I don't remember that. I don't remember that one. That seemed to yeah, be It was in a video, I think. Was that Texas? That might have been that. It was some one of those terrible kind of mid two thousands non music bands that, that Pete probably played out every every <laughs> afternoon on Absolute we Radio. Never, we never really flirted with Texas, but Spateri, uh, I respect as a humorist, a very funny mm. woman. And yeah. uh, but but um, all I remember of Texas was that they were on TFI Friday with Chris Evans every single Friday, and that that launched their career. But I don't know what was going on between Evans and Texas. No, they're they are firmly affixed in the the Scottish Hugmany uh, glitterati now. That if if, <laughs> nice. if you go and if you if you watch the the BBC program, every Hugmany is it's going to be Texas. It's going to be. Uh, two guys called Phil and Ali who sit and play. Oh, Ali, and... Ali Bain's retired. I think you'll find. Oh, is he? It's, it's oh, all the, 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 it's more it's like, is this like the Chaz and Dave kind of setup? Is this like much, ba- basically like it, it's law that in Hulk, on Hogman Eight and BBC Scotland you have to get a couple of guys with fiddles going. Then they say stop. Time to count down from ten, and then they can do the countdown. You see fireworks outside Edinburgh Castle for ten minutes, and then they go right back for another ten minutes. Why? Why have they fallen out? Have they sort of decided to sort of get involved? Ali Bain's been doing it for like around ninety three years, so he's retired now, and they've replaced it with (laughs) kind of more modern band called Skadoosh or something like that. Right, idea. and Sting were losing all the legends. but yeah, that's he's still uh, alive. When, to be fair, he's just when did, oh, when yeah. did Las Vegas get their roses? When did Las Vegas get? I know, to I'm play? still waiting for Franz Ferdinand to get their comeuppance. <laughs> yeah, mm. I, I'm obsessed with the fact that I reckon that um, uh, Alex Capranos is going to become like a uh, who's a blocker. Justin Hawkins is very popular on YouTube, mm. obviously, it's, and it, it, in my opinion, it's reignited the love uh, people had for the darkness, latent love for the darkness, um, and it's reinvigorated their live product. But um, I reckon that Capranos. I, I think Capranos is fishing around for like a project like that. I think he's going to become beloved. Um, yeah, I'll never have love for the darkness. I like. I appreciate the band and I appreciate Justin Hawkins, but mm. I have said this before. The one year I went to Tea in the Park, um, it was meant to be David Bowie was the headline act, and he pulled <laughs> out with an we pulled out with an injury. It was replaced with the darkness. And it's, what not, it's not like for like. Was that the, was that the generation where people kept on throwing ice lollies at, at David Bowie? Though, do you remember he got an ice lolly in his eye? Possibly, yeah. So, someone hoed a, a, a magnum at him, it, and it caught him right in the eye. And he's already got a damaged retina. <laughs> it was also the year. It was also the year I heard my favourite ever crowd shout at any concert. It was on the first day in the park, just when they opened the gate. So, like, just the dregs were coming in at the very start. Um, while the, most of the queue was outside, and the first act on the big stage was Big Brothers. Remember that? Oh, yeah, <laughs> taking over the show, show. So, so as I it's came in, they were singing their, their one Sunday. This is big, bro, bro, taking <laughs> yeah. over the show. And after that song, and the crowds must be a couple of hundred because everyone's still outside coming in. He went, This is now, this is a song from our second album. Um, and someone <laughs> in the crowd shouted, That's presumptuous. <laughs> <laughs> and he was right. He was right. Oh. To, he was right to shout that. Wonderful. God rest him. God rest the big bro bro taking over the show show. Story number one, Square Enix <laughs> confirms foam stars contain some AI generated no. art. Bad I'm luck, out. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> the Final Fantasy publisher's president recently said in a New Year's letter that intended to quote aggressively in applying AI in its future game development. Square Enix had previously used AI for things like improving facial animations and camera angles in the Final Fantasy VII remake. However, at a recent press event, VGC asked Foam Stars producer Kazuki 
uh, Okatani if AI was used in any elements of the game, and he confirmed it had. Uh, while Okatani claimed that the vast majority of the game was built by hand, I think it was made by computers personally, but that's editorializing. It used <laughs> Mid Journey, a popular generative AI tool, to transform text prompts into visual art to create a small number of in game icons. Quote, uh, all of the core elements in Foam Stars, the core gameplay and the things that make the game enjoyable, those were made by hand. However, <laughs> we, we did want to experiment with AI as well. In terms of the content, this makes up about 0.01% or even less. We dabbled in it creating these icons in the game. Uh, Square Enix uh, shot themselves and later clarified in a statement to VGC. Uh, AI was used in the creation of in-game album covers for music featured in Foam Stars soundtrack. Uh, as developers were always looking for new ways, uh, for new technologies to see how they could assist in game development. So, in in short, they they used it for like tiny little JPEG thumbnails for the covers of their um their music in the game. This feels like su- such a small use that it is almost not worth the controversy of using it at all. Chris, what do you think about this? It's a weird one, um, and you're going to forgive, have to forgive me if I'm kind of rambling a bit here because I'm also juggling an argument in the back <laughs> about a review going up. Um, but it, um, <laughs> I, thought said, you were t- I thought you were making some mid-journey art there. No, no, no. I, yeah, <laughs> I was, I was just gonna, I was just muscle, gonna, I was, muscly Chris Scullion, I was asking, body slamming Andre the Giant. I was asking lovely. ChatGPT what my opinion of this is. Um, <laughs> no, it, 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 it's it's a weird one like like he says it's it's only small um mm. i think he said it was small album art that's in the game which doesn't excuse yeah. it but it's just odd how willing they were to accept it within seconds is this ai like yep <laughs> and, and you, they could have very easily got away with not saying anything at all if, it, if it's as small as they're making out i don't think yeah. anyone or a game like foam stars which doesn't exactly have 20 million people queuing up around the block to play it um i think they could have gotten away with it um, but the fact that he just went, yeah, yeah, we're using the AI, and now like those people are saying, oh well, but and, and that's also resulting in what I think is a kind of unnecessary reaction that people are saying, oh well, in that case, I will never play it. Is like you weren't going to play it anyway, mate. Like, <laughs> don't don't pretend this is the reason you weren't going to play Foam Stars, <laughs> uh, which by all accounts actually looks quite good, um, but feels like the sort of game that's doomed to be shut down in a year because it just doesn't get the audience. No one's um, playing it. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. chucking it out on PS Plus. So that's, that's true. It's as good a chance as any. <laughs> But, yeah, um, yeah. It, it was may, it maybe had a good chance when uh, I feel like at the start of twenty twenty four people were like, oh, there's no games this year, and mm. I, I'm currently playing my sixth game of twenty twenty four, and all six of them have been fucking shit hot bangers. So uh, <laughs> it, it might be twenty twenty three part two. Um, Pete, why would a company step on their own balls like this uh, for something so small and insignificant? I think I think I said in our predictions for the year, this is the year where I think the entire industry just pulls off the um, plaster uh, when it comes to using generative um, AI art. I mean, generative it uh, generative makes it sound like it's made something, but very much is iterative, iterative, really, and iterative, really, iterative. They've basically just put everything everything that exists in a tumble dryer and, and pulled it out. So I, I think generative is is not really a word we we really should be. Uh, using uh, but i would say that um I, I don't know why they used it on such a, a small thing if you're going to use it you may as well use it on like a um something a little bigger if you're going to be dealing with an almighty shitstorm. um you got to remember that, that the video game industry um by and large programming by its very nature is um magpie-esque i suppose you, you are standing on the shoulders of of 20 30 years of of, of algorithmic and kind of um use case 
um kind of thievery you know what i mean like you are building you know there's every single part of building a computer program is um stealing um things that you found on a github elsewhere and that's just the way that that industry has already operated so i understand why video game companies are so open to doing it um i i think that this will become a a much bigger thing uh, this year Uh, but it's going to take a video game title that we actually care about um, to, to, to pull off that plaster. I don't think it's going to happen with form stars, for crying out loud. It it's a, like it's a weird one because there are some ways <clears throat> where people actually, without realising it, already think AI is a great thing. Like, just mm. to, I, I realise that there's become a, a meme on this uh, podcast where I seem to defend, defend an AI every single week, <laughs> even, even though personally I think it's a terrible thing. But mm. um, there are ways in which something similar to AI has been used for numbers, numerous years now. And people like procedural mm. generation of yeah. levels and games, people who love procedural generation and roguelikes and stuff, all that's essentially doing is you giving them a set of uh, stuff that it learns with. You say, here's what makes up a level in this game and it learns it. And then you ask it to make one up off the top of its head. And it does that. That's essentially mm. what AI does. Um, it just, but it's not based off, it's not based off kind of like, it's, it's not, not based, based off, other off people's imagery work. that someone's yeah, someone's exactly. created, I suppose. So, isn't so, it? But, so there are ways of like neural learning or whatever the hell they call it, um, mm. where it, it has positive benefits as long as other people, mm. as long as the information you provide it with is self-contained within your own kind of data, and you're not saying pull from everything that's ever been created. Like yeah. because I've seen examples of like um, I think in your Unreal has that engine has like a, a, a thing where if you make a couple of trees. Um, it can then use the trees you've created to generate a forest with slightly mm. different looking trees. So you're not just copying and pasting the same trees or having to make like 500 different trees. You can make five and say, right, use what I've created to make trees similar to that and mm. make make a whole landscape with it. And then you can go in to those trees and move them about and mess about with them manually if you want to save time more than anything, because no one's going to stand there and go, wait a minute, this 17th tree looks a bit odd. Um, It's it's more time-saving stuff for development, and with Mm. development costs rising and more job losses happening, um, I appreciate the argument that AI can lead to fewer jobs in in an artistic way, because obviously artists aren't getting to do the work. But in, in another sense, I can see some potential benefits for it in terms of saving time and saving money. Uh, yeah. for developers, uh, designers who can spend their time on more important things than making 400 trees. Um, I mean, it's, it's a sort of job, I think, that um, when I left university, I wanted to become a, a low polygon model modeler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I had a couple of job interviews with, like, um, a couple of companies, like, out in the arse end of, of like, sort of Swansea way. Um, and they basically did a lot of the punch-up work for, like, a year and stuff, you know. So they, they're these companies that just deal with the grunt work of yeah creating small assets that aren't particularly beloved or aren't particularly experienced. They're, they're not front and center. Um, so basically that's the industry that you're going to be uh, undercutting. I think you're not going to be um, doing, you know, you're not going to be doing anything um, in house uh, doing over artists in, in house, but it's, it, I, I think the, the objections people have, and obviously people have talked at length about the objection they have with AI. Um, we're not, we've, we've not sort of said to a computer, this is what a tree is, make a tree. Yeah. We basically, taken other people's art and went hey just do this again so the computer doesn't understand what it's doing the computer is just copying what it's already done or amalgamating Mm -hmm. thousands of different um examples so so that's the upsetting thing i just think that the ai industry uh, as it is uh, nascent and burgeoning uh, as it is um they've they've taken a a, a pretty 
hefty shortcut and the computer doesn't really know what it's doing. So in that, I'm not really afraid of AI taking over because it's just a dumb box, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't use AI art, folks, for your video games, for your articles, anything. Story number two, UK retailer game is reportedly ending software trade-ins. Uh, this is according to Eurogamer, who reports that staff have been informed plans to cease the long-running service on February 16th. Um, game has not commented on the matter. The current trade-in policy states, game accepts most consoles, games, and gaming accessories, and prepare to feel old, including retro consoles such as the PlayStation 2, GameCube, Game Boy, <laughs> or older. The retro PlayStation 2. Um, there are currently around 320 standalone game stores uh, and concessions within Sports Direct and the House of Fraser. The Mike Ashley Super Retail Palace um, continues to grow. This is a weird one because initially I thought, what what is game without trade-ins? And then I remembered the last time I went into a game is basically just Toys R Us now. It's just mm. gaming, toys, and ephemera and a couple Some of video toys. games. Um, Pete... What 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 is your take on this? Do they just have too many copies of Madden 2017? They're like, this is enough. <laughs> just a succession of FIFA 16s, FIFA 2. Oh, good, good. Well, for me, I, when this in, invariably um, goes to, to, to S, uh, if I invariably smash my career into um, the side of a mountain uh, in a spectacular fireball... We're all waiting. Work, working, <laughs> we're all waiting with bated breath. <laughs> we're all sick of you, Donaldson. Um, I, my plan was always to just go and work in a computer shop. Um, but the thing that really put me off was having an argument with someone who's come in with a copy of Madden 12 about um, why it's not worth 50 quid. It's a retro title. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, but it's Madden 12. <laughs> Nobody wants it. Um, so so the, the whole kind of, I love video games, but I hate bartering. And that's why I always get screwed over by every um, kind of, uh, 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 sort of function, every sort of eBay uh, kind of um, transaction I've ever made. I've always been screwed over by paying too much money. Uh, so I hate haggling and I hate all that stuff. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I, the, 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 this is great for me. Uh, as long as the game sticks around, I, I want to be able to sit there and sell a, a really unlovable bit of Minecraft tat to, to, a, to a mom. <laughs> that's what I want. It was weird because the last time I was Exit. in a game was um, the last time I was in a game to actually buy something and not to just kill time before another engagement was uh, to buy my dad the Xbox Series X, well, not that Christmas there, but the one before that. Um, and I went in, and when I went up to the guy and asked him to get like a video game console for me, he looked shocked and affronted. He was like, "You, you don't just want Pokemon cards?" And I was like, "Well, I also want Pokemon cards." But, like, <laughs> can you go in Stuff the back? And, Push the Pokemon cards through the back of the vent of the machine, please. <laughs> and it was like the the presentation of the games was so haphazard; they were just all stacked up behind the the um, yeah. the front desk, like. Uh, Please don't ask for any of the games on the bottom of this pile because we can't take them out without the whole thing falling down. Um, <laughs> it's game is a, in a weird spot. It looked like for a while they might actually go fully away, but now they seem. I mean, under the under the Ashley Empire, they seem to be doing okay. Um, Chris, pre owned games trading in was it ever a big thing for you? It used to be a big thing for me just because I simply didn't have the money to be buying all these new games. Yeah, it was massive. I used to do the back in the day the old five pound swaps down at the, at the barras. The, the, the Scottish, <laughs> there's a, there's a kind of uh, infamous Scottish market for those not aware of it. Um, where there was a there was a wee stall where uh, you would they basically had all the new Mega Drive games in, um, and it was a five pound to swap like your 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 game for the for the for the latest games, which is fantastic. So you just kind of um, constantly going in every week and getting the, the latest games. Um, but the 
Yeah, I've I've always loved getting pre-owned stuff, but the the reality is that the the, the industry is changing, and no, the, the hardly any the, the the number of people buying physical games anyway is going down drastically, and you're getting consoles that are digital only. Um, so the number of physical games being bought has dropped. So which means the number of physical games that are going to be lying about in game shelves, um, which could be jammed with even more Funko Pops, um, is rising. So Game have obviously decided we don't want all these. Uh, copies of like four-year-old Xbox One games uh, still sitting here that have been sitting here gathering dust that nobody's buying, mainly because we're still charging thirty quid for them. Um, so like because games pre-owned prices are ridiculous anyway. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, they've also just decided to cut their loss and say, look, we we would rather fill the shelf space with more non-game stuff mm. Um, mm. because the, the the name game should have been changed by now because they are set, they're named after a product that fewer and fewer people buy in a physical sense um, and like you say it really has become a merchandise shop like HMV's the same you know they brought back some HMV's and I went in one, one recently and like the whole top the whole main floor of this HMV in, in Edinburgh and Princess Street is Funko Pops uh, K-pop albums anime stuff and, uh, and anime yeah. stuff and loads of kind of imported Japanese snacks and it's like mm. What's good? I get it because nobody's buying DVDs and nobody's buying CDs, but it's like it's just weird. To, to be fair, at least in this, at least in the case of HMB, when I worked there briefly, um, vinyl was the thing that made all their money, and it's still yeah. like I went into HMB after the latest Taylor Swift re-release came out. I think it was it was nineteen eighty nine or something like that, and a long time ago. Want, nah, no, they were wanting something like forty quid for the standard. Uh, for the standard LP, and I was like, "No, thank you," because I mean, I don't, I don't play them. I just use them as like, a, I like having a big, like, version of the cover art or whatever. I was like, at this point, it's it's crazy. I, I, I heard on the radio this morning that um, the she out of all the the records sold in the UK last year, one in fifteen of them was a Taylor Swift record. So it's there's clearly there's clearly something happening where people want physical media, but it's more attached to like. The, the the kind of culture and zeitgeist of her as an artist and this way of collecting stuff but yeah the game is weird because everyone i ever spoke to about game was like oh yeah they're total ripoff merchants like they're always so expensive you would go any any kind of local shop you get the games cheaper but then all the local shops disappeared like my my beloved game center and the paisley center god rest it and um, was always what Chris, was it was a standard xbox 360 game 45 quid in the uk or was it 40 quid it was 40 Okay, so if it was forty quid in game, Game Center had it for thirty two ninety nine all the time. So it was like I would never ever go into a game, and I th- I do think trading in games is important, especially for people that don't have loads of money. Because what I used to do was my birthday's in the middle of the year, so I've got a good six. There's six months between a, a big period of getting cash mm. to buy games. So I would I would have loads of games beat them immediately trade them in get the new one and this is this is how i developed into becoming able to review video games in like a day because i can complete games so quickly but i i would never have ever played as many games as i have in my life if not for trading stuff in so Mm. the only place on the high street you can still trade stuff in is cex i think um i'll never call it sex i think that's the 
I think that's silly, isn't it? That's, uh, it, that's just CX daft. will go to its grave without anybody ever calling it sex. Yeah. If anything, it would be kecks, surely. Yeah. Kecks. <laughs> it, it smells <laughs> like kecks in, in every CEX I've ever visited. It's a, I always just look at the hard drives. I just, I'm <laughs> obsessed with hard, like solo 2.5 um, uh, millimetre, millimetre, centimetre um, hard drives um, that are just sort of like, just in the like plastic kind of like resin cases. And I'm like, what? what's on that? What am I going to run an underlate program yeah. on and find? I mean, wow. For me, the, the HMV journey for me every time I go is I go in, I go to the 4K DVD, but mm. I pick one up and it says 26 99 I say, is it I? Put it back on the shelf and leave. Mm. <laughs> That's my it HMV is, journey. It's like, it's like a time, it's a time killing kind of box, isn't it? It's yeah. just like a crash for, for old, old duffers like me. <laughs> I think with, um, I think with the game, it was always, if I, if I'm building a PC, and something I, I've not got the right power supply. I'll I'll go in on the off chance they've got that section with the PC peripheral kind of thing. You'll yeah. occasionally have like um, components from PCs mm. that are like twenty quid more expensive. But I need it now. Yeah. I'm impatient. I can't be asked to wait for one to to be sent. Um, thing. And it's and and there is something very lovely about actually walking into a shop and buying something and going out and seeing it on them. On the car seat, going yeah, I just got, I just did something. I feel like I've achieved something. Now that Maplin shuffled off this mortal coil, oh, we've got to go somewhere to go. We're going to buy our set Oh yes, <laughs> disco lights. I just want to buy some disco lights. So, funnily enough, that whole conversation actually um, relieved me uh, on my on my flight back because uh, I flew back with American Airlines and the but the the seat back power was obviously configured to whatever American electricity they have. Mm. So, plugging in my Steam Deck. Even though it had a three prong like a UK plug, it wasn't mm. working. But as soon as uh, I put it into a, an American adapter and plugged it in, mm. there we go. You're welcome. So, yeah, the VGC podcast <laughs> is here to educate you. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to put out a call to action here. Um, if you have previously worked in a game, and I know people who listen to this podcast, there's people mm. uh, living in this house at this very moment that have previously worked in a game and have some horror stories. Send them to podcast at videogameschronicle.com. Um, I briefly worked in game retail when I did my work experience at Game Center, and uh, the highlight of that experience was selling someone. You might remember this, Chris. There was a deluxe edition of Dead Rising Two that came with like a a pen that was that was shaped oh, no. like uh, the Z, like the 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 injection thing. Yeah. Um. Right. I sold him the game um, and forgot to put the contents in the empty box, so he just wandered away with the empty box, no disc, no manual, no deluxe edition contents. And after that, I was like, "Would you not feel it? Would you not feel that this <laughs> is like an empty cardboard box? It's like I can't <laughs> wait to go up the road and play with this." Um. So yes, game retail horror stories. Please <laughs> do send them over. Um, Pete, you never work in a you never work in a wee no. dodgy computer shop. You seem all over that. I'm not the only retail place I worked in was uh, Peacocks, and we had a, a, a strange um, Swedish lady who used to manage us, who used to follow. Um, who's the piano man? Billy Joel. We used to follow <laughs> Billy Joel around um, with a carrier bag full of lyrics, and she was convinced she'd written quite a lot of um, Billy Joel's um, music, but um, she, she hadn't, and uh, mm. then she was fired for stealing. <laughs> so uh, that, that, that's my only retail experience, and also a betting shop for about five years, which was. Uh, a little bit more, a little bit, a little spice, a little spicier. Do you know, yeah. game is the only job interview I, I failed. The, the only time I applied for a job. I, I, I also failed an interview I, game. I, Look I, at us yeah. now. Like, like a month or, <laughs> month or a bit earlier, I'd applied for the official Nintendo magazine job and was still waiting because those future guys, they love to drag their heels. Um, so I'd, I'd assumed <laughs> I wasn't getting it. So I went, well, I need to do something. 
So I went to game and got like an interview with game and it was two hours of the manager and the deputy manager, whatever. And he said, uh, what games do you play? And I listed off some kind of console stuff. I think 360 just came out. So I talked about that. Uh, do you play Warcraft? I'm like, no, it's not really my kind of thing. And he went, oh yeah, Warcraft, I'm whatever level. And the other guy's like, yeah, I'm this. And they spent 20 minutes talking to each other about <laughs> Warcraft. And I was just sitting there going, mm-hmm, right, brilliant. I'm like, did you, did you sell many copies of Warcraft? Um, that, that, that subscription <laughs> thing that makes you no money. Um, and then they, they, they asked a couple of more crappy questions. And then I got a letter from them saying, yeah, you didn't get a job. You didn't have enough experience in video games. I'm like, in Warcraft. And then like literally a week later, I was offered the official Nintendo magazine job. I'm like, my face is now in your shelves, you pricks. I think about that a lot. I, I, I failed the, the the game interview for the game on Union Street in Glasgow and then worked at HMV for about three months and then I was literally on the BBC. So I was like, mm, I, I, think, I think things went okay. Um, after the break, we have uh, stories about Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, everyone's favourite game, and a, a sad one about Rock Band. See you in a minute. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we are back. This was an exciting little bit of news that I was I had to read about three times when I got the email for it. 2K has announced a Top Spin reboot. There's a teaser trailer hmm. out now. Um, they had some Australian people at the Australian Open. I presume to play it. I don't know. That's speculation. But uh, Chris, I love a tennis game. I'm all for Top Spin coming back. I love a tennis game, but I think it's very rare that tennis games are ever good. Um, yeah, the, I, Top Spin I agree. has been hit or miss for me. Uh, which mm. ironically is is the whole point of tennis, um, and like obviously virtual tennis was the, was the daddy. Um, yeah. I liked about Anna Kornakova's um, Smash Court tennis on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I dabbled a wee bit with uh, EA's uh, Grand Slam tennis on the Wii and the in the, the sequel. The sequel was the only one actually that had a really good roster. That's the one thing weird thing about tennis games is that I don't know what the licensing agreement says there with tennis games, but you rarely have ever get all the best tennis players yeah in you one get game. like Federer oh, wow. or Nadal you get like one or the other yeah. it's, it's so it's so strange it's even like virtual had... tennis which is great you had like one or two of the best ones at a time but then you had like Mark Philippoussis which is also a great name for a cat cafe <laughs> Philippoussis um but it, 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 it was it's weird it's, it's a yeah like EA Grand Slam Tennis 2 was the only one I remember where when it came out everyone who was the top player at the time was in it and you went oh so right. it's possible so I'm curious to see how much money 2K is going to chuck at this and see who's actually in it because um, are you going to have all the big names in it 
or is it going to be the usual where you've got one or two and then just people ranked like 80 to, to, to kind of just make yeah. up the numbers it's it's weird because like i played the you know there's ao tennis which has mm. like been on the recent consoles and it's been okay i don't know what it is that's just like did sports games just used to have better single player progression or was it just because it was one of the only games i had so i played it to death like i find myself if it's not if it's not fifa um or efc sorry um i find myself i'll play a game like ao tennis i'll play one tournament but i have no interest in going and like upgrading my character and going through the whole like single player progression i feel like that was something that was more kind of um prioritized back in the day but i mean a a tennis game is essentially just uh pong hd so if they they can if they can get that right then um i'd be well up for it um pete do you ever miss the era and like the playstation 2 where every uh sport would get its own game you'd get like luge 05 and things like this and then some of them would all be sort of put together in like a California game style experience yep. where it'd just be stuff like that and you'd have hacky sack and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think with, I think with, um, I think with, uh, uh, I, I really love um, golf games. I really love tennis games. Yep. I really love um, snooker games, um, even though I have no interest in any of those sports. <laughs> but I just like having a crack at them. I, I think they're, <clears> they're really fun. Yeah. So, so I, I think, why don't they go down? Wasn't there like a, there was a, I think a golf game where you were, it was set, it wasn't real golf. You were set in like a stately home and you had to smash as many Ming vases as possible. Oh, dangerous golfing. Dangerous yeah, golf. From the, from the, old, from the yes. old, the old burnout know, people yeah. made that. Why yeah. don't we have like an extreme kind of like cartoonish version of, of tennis? That'd bring people in, wouldn't it? Mm. Yes. It's like that. Uh, what, what's the name of that game? Chris, the, the VR game. Dirty it's tennis. The, no, no, <laughs> it's the it's the it's the homage to the Sega one. Oh, uh, VR Smash. Oh, CR, yeah, CR Smash. Sorry. Yeah, CR right. Smash. That's like that's got a cool aesthetic, like something like that. Um, yeah, but yeah, this I'm glad this is coming back. Two um, K are at and mess with their their sports uh, output, but we shall see. We'll see if it's uh, if it's forty love, if it's an ace, if it's uh, juice, oh, if it's yeah. uh, umpire, if it's. Andy Murray, that's all I've got. I, I'm um, just curious to see how the microtransactions are implemented because how are you going to do a, a my faction with a tennis game? <laughs> oh, sure, I've got sure. a gold Andy Murray! Know, finally! <laughs> Full of pussies working <laughs> all night. Um, yeah, it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how that works because it, clearly they're going to make their money somehow or whether they'll have season passes where they'll just put wrappers in it for no reason. Lil Wayne. I mean, and in their current uh, golfing game, I think you can play as uh, John Cena and Steph Curry and Michael yeah. Jordan. So they're they're very liberal with the licenses. That's so. what I'm expecting. The fact that it's top spin and not can Wimbledon two K twenty five like suggests that yeah. they're going to be pretty loose with the licensing. Um, I, I don't even although it's coinciding the announcement with the Australian Open. I don't even know if the Australian Opens are going to be in it. I need to have that looked properly. Maybe Aussie it. Open, the wrestling uh, tag team, might be in it. Maybe, oh, oh, bring, yeah. put the Bushwhackers in it then. Um, God rest them. Are they both dead? Either of them dead. One of them definitely dead. Last year, last year at WrestleCon, they were both supposed to be um, appearing, (laughs) and we we saw one of them. Well, going to WrestleCon did. One has been in ill health for like years, Mm. and one of the I can't remember which one died and which one didn't die. Uh, But the one who didn't die basically said, "Come on, mate, come on, do the WrestleCon. We'll make a bit of money." (laughs) 
uh, and he and the guy just went, oh, I'm going to die on the journey. So, yeah, it was uh, oh, yeah, Butch. Butch is yeah. I'm going to bet, I can't remember, I'm going to bet Butch is the one who licked everyone's heads. That, that's yes, probably he that's all probably the kids and the fish. I was like, that's, that can't if he'd be. had a fi- if he'd eaten that fish instead of just licking it and flapping oh. it around. See, in my in my head, my childhood, I've always like linked the bushwhackers with the Chuckle Brothers. I was, it's always like, yes. yeah, the bushwhackers yeah. are like yeah. the Australian physical Chuckle Brothers. That's but they right. kind of joined wrestling like quite late in their careers. Like, they sort of joined the WWF quite late in their careers when they. Their reputation was as absolute murderous killing machines. And they joined and they just licked kids' faces and ate sardine sandwiches. Here's a story, which, uh, which I've just unlocked in my memory for, for after <laughs> many, many years. We were at a, a, a holiday camp, a, a caravan park. It must have been Haven. Mm. Like we're talking, we're talking early 90s here, so I must have been mm. 10, 11. Um, and they had like a wrestling night. So we're like, okay, we'll mm. go and see this. There's a hundred people in a in a crappy wee hut and a, a dodgy wrestling. Because I was properly into my WWF at the time, so let's go and see. Um, and it was all like just kind of local, like no people we mm. knew, knew had no idea who they were because it was just like a, a, any fake Undertakers, any nobody fake, nobody fake uh, oddly. But then at the end right. for the main event, they played the Ultimate Warriors music. Right. <laughs> a split second as a young boy you think is the ultimate warrior coming out and clearly because <laughs> everyone knows you do you do madison square garden you do the, the sky yeah, dome yeah. and then you do butland scarborough uh, um and instead of the ultimate warrior out came the chuckle brothers like the actual chuckle brothers <laughs> they, That's uh, way performing in tag team wrestling and obviously they didn't take many bumps this is pre-tables. No. Um, but part of me was still kind of even as a young boy I felt slightly cheated going the chuckle brothers aren't professional athletes um no. if, if anything they're haphazard at best when it comes to health and safety <laughs> so yeah. this isn't going to work any of the chuckle uh, hounds did they bring their chuckle hound costumes they did not unfortunately they didn't even bring a uh, ladder which i would have thought would be the main gimmick not even even yeah, though this was yes. pre-ladder matches the boys are handy with a ladder you would have thought they would have brought it but no apparently not <laughs> but um yeah i just i oh, totally well. forgot that and just remembered now that i've seen the chuckle brothers in tag team action <laughs> I would just God like to uh, point out before someone uh, emails this podcast threateningly, uh, the Bushwhackers were from New Zealand, not Australia. So, oh, were they? Um, yeah. Jesus. They were from New Zealand. God rest them. Um, just God rest one of them currently at the time of recording. Yeah. And one of the Chuckle Brothers. Don't rest one of them. Why does the, yes. the existing Chuckle Brother and the existing Bushwhacker team up? Yeah, it's it's like when Heidenreich was with uh, Road Warrior Animal after Hawk Cart. It. it was like wait, the new Road Warriors. The Chuckle, the chuckle minute, Whackers. Guys. <laughs> you 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 know for a fact that there are more than two Chuckle Brothers. There's like five of them, isn't there? Yeah, there's I think, one, yeah. I think one of them was quite old and married quite a young woman. Um, <laughs> not not illegally so, but but the the image of quite of, of a very old Chuckle Brother marrying quite a young woman. Was, there's uh, more than two Hemsworths or not, but people only really remember two yes. of them. Yeah, yeah, like, like the Baldwins. Well, famously, the, the, the older Chuckle Brothers, <laughs> Paul Chuckle shot someone dead on set. The <laughs> older Chuckle Brothers um, uh, uh, guy was called, yeah, allegedly, was called No Slacking in the show. And his entire gimmick was the Chuckle Brothers would be fanning about and he'd come in yeah. and go, No Slacking! And that was it. <laughs> Damn! <Classic> comedy. <laughs> 200 episodes, 40 series. That's all you need. Oh. Anyway, story number God knows. <laughs> Rock Band 4's weekly DLC support is ending after eight years. Uh, since the franchise debuted, the studio has added almost 3,000 songs to Rock Band as DLC. Um, Dan Sussman, who works over at Epic, said, Many of you reading this own a chunk of this content and we remain committed to protecting that investment. 
to be very clear you can play the songs you own within rock band 4 for as long as you like that will come i bet you that quote come, comes back to bite right. in like 15 years <laughs> there's, or no chance, there's no chance well the game's yeah. last weekly dlc will will arrive on january 25th all other live services will continue as normal including rival seasons online play and everything else um since uh, being acquired by epic in 2021 harmonics has been focused on fortnite festival a uh, really depressing part of this uh, statement where they're like if you're a fan of rhythm games fortnite festival is the place to be <laughs> um yeah so last bit of dlc for rockman 4 a game that they supported way longer than i expected them to because rockman 4 was a bit of a commercial failure when that uh, when there was like a slight reboot of the the plastic guitar genre Mm-hmm. um i love rockman 4 i think it's the best rhythm game ever just purely based on uh, like the amount of stuff you can get there if you if you exported your old games before that offer expired you can have every single song from all of the rock bands bar the beatles um and rock band 4 uh but yeah chris what do you think about this 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 made me a bit sad because i mean surely fortnite makes enough money where they can just have sequestered a little team on rock band for the foreseeable yeah it's a shame i mean it it, it was coming long before it's, it's actually happened like you say I'm, I'm stunned they've continued to support it for this long and so like fair play to them but it, it can't be making them a lot of money there must only, must be a tiny tiny number of people who are still playing rock band and <clears throat> the the costs it must be to to license this music can't be can't be kind of making up for it so um it's a shame but if the promise is is there that you'll be able to continue uh playing the songs you own um then we'll see and and i'm right in thinking that the, the dlc is basically the last dlc but will the store not still be open for a while Presumably. oh yeah so, I, 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 th- I think it's just the last dlc release like all the no more songs to it. yeah i mean there can't be there can't be many more right. songs left that's yeah. the thing so like, many what songs did they end with like, because if you name a big finale song, it's already in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I think American Pie was the last song in Rock Band Three, which is the one that you'd think is like, okay, here's a here's a good one to finish with. Like, um, I'm tr- I'm I'm trying to think like what what could they even do it with? Um, the it's weird because Rock Band Four DLC, uh, and this is a this is kind of a factor of the game having already released so much of the of all music. They kind of pivoted to pop in the last yeah. couple of years mm. which is smart i mean get get people involved and uh, it's like a, a, a good kind of uh, change up my my greatest regret is they never ever really added any musical theater music and that makes me so sad because as a as a massive theater nerd i would love to be able to play the entirety of lame is with like a full band um <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a sad situation and kind of paints a a, a, a sad picture as to i bet you pdp are thrilled a couple of weeks ago we did that story about them announcing a new guitar for rock band and, the, and epics immediately like we're not putting any more dfc out by the way um p is this a natural conclusion is this an, an, a music licensing nightmare or is it just um let's get people focused on the fortnite uh, festival thing yeah i imagine they sort of um it, it must be quite charming as a developer to sort of sort of wake up in the morning um drag an mp3 from one folder to another and then say i've created dlc it's like such a <laughs> simple process and i imagine you know working out the, the the drums and the you know the mastering and stuff and and, and where they all the um all little kind of um icons go i suppose is a bit of a job but i imagine that's done by computers nowadays anyway so yeah it's it, it, this was always going to happen but i just think that 
surely you paid for a license for a certain amount of time and, and surely the upkeep of a store that just um uh, that, just, that just serves up this, this this content can't be spent you know costing much money so that, that'll run and run won't it until the natural end of life with the with the license that they've agreed with the record company it's a shame there's no kind of open source equivalent available on pc jordan i know right yeah we never talk about that we never talk about that one I, was go- I wasn't going to bring it up this week, but um, if, uh, <laughs> if you're interested in a, a rock band-like experience um, with every yeah. available song that you could possibly want, then um, I would just say Google Clone Hero. Uh, Clone use the Hero. code Jordan Mithler at check Google, Google Clone, Clone, Clone Hero, Hero, then Google the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. <laughs> 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 Can we talk about that new Nintendo um, SD card thing that you pop Move in? On. Move on. <laughs> Move on. Come on. Nothing to do with me. You know, they only just added Goodbye Yellow Brick Road to, to Rock Band. I, I was looking through the list of songs there. I had ideas in my head as to what they could add as a final song, but like you say, they're all in it. I thought Welcome to the Black Parade would have been a good. A good uh, yeah, yeah, it's been in it for absolutely it's been ages. It forever, so no. Yeah. 2010, they added it. Someone, I'm only 14 years out. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's quite a good. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road is quite a good theme. The uh, wrestler uh, Effie. Use it as a oh. as a walk on a tune. <laughs> that's someone of the best. That's someone that is not looking to be signed by the WWE. Because nope, <laughs> not gonna not gonna translate. Not not gonna translate. I, I think he might have stopped doing it. In fact, so, uh, should end it, end Indies. it with candle in the wind. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the Diana just version. One, but... The land, just the final brum. That says your candle yeah. burned out long before your legend ever will. And that should yeah. that sums up rock band two at a Goodbye, rock band four. <laughs> Um, Get weird out here, right? A parody. Yeah, we'll get on that. I thought Andy would give us like two weeks off to go and to author a completely (laughs) unauthorized parody of Candle in the Wind. (laughs) Do like a Happy Monday, just give you a lot of drugs and send you to Jamaica or wherever it was that they did their album. (laughs) They should give us a load of drugs. I agree. Um, I asked on Twitter for people's favorite uh, music game uh, songs of all time and. The, a lot of people really showing their arse here with all these very difficult songs to play but um, we have uh, The Metal or Cliffs of Dover on Guitar Hero 3 uh, I remember The Metal specifically because um, I used to be accused of looking like Jack Black so that really haunted me for uh, quite some time um, Jason at Rocksteady says Lay Down by Priestess and Guitar Hero 3 uh, whenever I see the ratty old arcade version out, I always have a go on that song. That's the perfect way to describe the Guitar Hero arcade machines that are perforating the UK. They are ratty. Mm. The, the, guitar, the guitars are weirdly heavy, so you don't lift them up and clatter <laughs> something with too them. heavy. It's, it's yeah. comical. <laughs> yeah. You've got that rub- rubberized coating that's, that's starting to turn back into a dinosaur. It's all leaking <laughs> on your hands. Uh. Um... Yeah. Oh, anyway, you want by Journey, Gutted that got left behind. Mm. That's 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 nice. actually one thing. A, a few songs were very strangely not part of the the old export um offer, and it must just be uh, money reasons. You've probably both heard the story about when Brian Danielson signed back with AEW and uh, Tony Khan went to Europe, and they were like, "Oh, can we get the final countdown?" And apparently, it was like half a million dollars for one use <laughs> of the final countdown. <laughs> so, um, but yes. Uh, Rob Man 4, we hardly knew ye. Uh, we're getting on for time, so let us talk about reviews this week. Chris, you just published a review a minute ago. Two minutes that ago, true? yeah. yeah. Two minutes minute and it, it, went, it went very smoothly. Um, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Chris just started crying uh, on the video halfway through. Very seamlessly put up a review of another code, Recollection, or Recollection, depending on how you want to pronounce mm. it. 
um, for the Nintendo Switch um, series of consoles. Um, it's, it's surprisingly good. I don't know how familiar you are with the source material um, and other code on... Pretend I have never heard of this game. <laughs> well, back in the early days of the DS, there was a game called Another Code, Two Memories, uh, which was renamed Trace Memory in America for some reason. It was huge, wasn't it? Was, it? It, was, it, was it was a real one of the banger. Big, Everyone was very excited about it. Was it. A very, it was one of the first kind of proper adventure games when the DS came out. And it was very touchscreen heavy yeah. and had loads of kind of clever puzzles. There's a bit where you to kind of get an etching of something and you didn't you didn't know how to do it. And what you'd actually do was mm. close the DS screen over, nice. and which, which kind of made a, a stamp when you opened the screen up again. That was you'd, you'd got it. So there's loads of clever puzzles like that. Um, they then made a sequel for the Wii called Another Code R, some really pretentious title like A Journey into Lost Memories or something. Um, and that only came out in Europe. That didn't come out in America. Um, and that was excellent. That was also a really good game. And then Singh, who was a developer that, that made them, went bankrupt like 14 years ago and we've heard nothing <laughs> from them ever since. And now all of a sudden they brought both those games back. But it's a proper remake. These aren't remasters. These, this is like a this is a Resi 2 remake style situation nice. where the story is the same, but the games are otherwise completely different. Um, so the DS one was like a top-down point and click where you use the touchscreen. And the Wii one was point and click as well. First-person point and click bits and a weird kind of side-scrolling bit where you, you travel. Now they're proper like third-person adventure games, like over the shoulder. Um, all the puzzles have been completely replaced. So the one where you close over the DS, is, and it, there's, all the puzzles are totally different. Um, it's got voice acting now. This The dialogue's been changed a bit. Um, and both games have been basically joined together into one big long adventure now. So it's not like it doesn't come up at the start and say which one do you want to play. You start with the first one and it, move, it goes on to the second one as one big long adventure and it takes like 15 to 20 hours it's like a, it's a decent kind of length wow um and the other great thing which i like which i think some people will appreciate is got like really good like assistant like aids in it for because it's still kind of <clears throat> a point and click at heart you'll get and you'll get some people expecting like an adventure game and getting stuck quite quickly <clears throat> um and it's got two different aids there's one which is like hints appear at the, at the, tor- at the top of the screen and you can kind of page through them and they get more and more obvious as they go along. So the first the first time it'll say like, maybe you should try going into this room and looking around. And if you still don't know what you're doing, you move on and say, yeah, over there, there's like a, there's a, like a, a, a safe. You need to figure out what's going on there. And you're still going, boop. And it says, okay. And it says, <laughs> yeah, the safe, the numbers are, are related to something that's, that's, that's basically over there. And you're like, and then you move again, it says put in 14, 12, 8 in the safe. It can basically give you all the whole walkthrough <laughs> if you want. Um, and then there's another yeah. one where you, you can put like a compass in which points you to your next destination, or you can turn it all off and just wander around. So it's it's good in that way. Like you, It can be as hand-holdy or as kind of like pushing you away and make it proper old school point and click as you want. Um, I just, I really liked it. I, I liked it so much more than I was expecting. I, I always thought the originals were quite fiddly. Um, these kind of handle it a hell of a lot better. The, 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 so by the end of it, I was like, that was really good. The only problem is there's not much replay value. So once you get to the end, that's it. That's the end. There's no new game plus or anything like that. It's like that's no that, horde mode. No, no, no horde mode. Annoyingly, um, that's it. That's the story. You, 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 you get the credits. You go, oh, and then that's it. <laughs> you just throw it in the bin, straight <laughs> and delete. Um, but you know, it's 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 excellent. I'm, I'm really pleasantly surprised by it. And anyone who's into their Adventure games should uh, give it a whirl, but not before reading the the carefully crafted yeah. review on VGC, of course. 
Skip to the score. Yeah, four. Um, yeah, four's the score. Just okay, 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 you're massively lazy. Got a four. <laughs> it's a VGC review, of course. This, the, the score is a four. That comes um, well, unless it's a Sony game such as The Last of Us Part Two Remastered, which um, I three. reviewed. Yeah, I got a three. It was uh, too much. You spend too much time in a cafe. It was terrible. Um, the Last of Us Part Two Remastered is a ten quid upgrade on The Last of Us Part Two. It's got some visual bells and whistles. It has no return, which is like a roguelike mode. Um, you go through levels from the game. That um, the, so uh, uh, sidebar. I did an interview with Matthew Gallant, the um, director of The Last of Us Part Two Remastered, and he made a good point. He was like, "We spend so much time on these levels, like ridiculous amounts of time and money and effort on these levels, for you to go through them once." and only look at one part of it and all of this art and all this money is just being left so we're like what why don't we just like use them again for this no return mode and i was like oh, that's actually that's, I, I often think about that when i'm walking through a level like this uh this uh tableau that's set up say you're walking through an abandoned house someone was worried about that for like two weeks that dominated their life like they were obsessed with that and i'm just walking past it, like oh cool right next thing <laughs> next big moment um Certainly sounds so, yeah, like a no gallant return. effort. Yeah, it was a gallant effort. A um, gallant effort. Yeah. Um, the, I'll, I'll be sure to tweet him that uh, straight after this podcast. Is, is, like, Matthew, uh, listen, listen to I this. Promise listen to this amazing joke. I promise he's never um, done uh, But yeah, the no return mode is cool. Uh, it gives you a good excuse to play through the, like, use the game's combat and stealth systems, which are really good, but I feel like get pushed to the side quite a lot because that game is so story heavy. It's not really the thing you focus on. Um, also my favorite part of it is the lost levels so they basically dropped some pre-alpha levels into the game and then commentated and annotated them so you can just wander through them and they're like oh we cut this bit because it was shit and we found a better way to do this and it's like super super interesting for any for any nerds that want to know how the the sausage uh, gets made um yeah interview on the site review on the site is 10 quid it's well worth your 10 quid if you want to play through the last of us part two in the best possible light I don't know why people have been acting like Sony wants 200 quid off you for this. Like, it, there has been 10 quid cross-generational upgrades since the day dot. Like, I understand that in light of The Last of Us Part 1, which was a 70 quid remake, it, like, I, I feel like those two have been conflated in a lot of people's minds. But um, I think people will be happy with what comes next from Naughty Dog. Um, I asked them in the interview, but... Um, they were very obviously not just going to be like, oh, well, glad you asked. Uh, our next <laughs> game is... <laughs> we, do, we, we do use AI, actually. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> we actually completely remade the second game exclusively using AI. It's, it's fantastic. Um, but yes, Did you know that the, the Lost site. Levels bit was taken from a game called Doki Doki Panic? Oh, is that because it was called Mario to the Lost Level? Is that, is that actually true? Are you making a joke here? I can't tell. <sighs> It's, it's, it's only like it's like the most commonly known trivia that people think they're being clever when they say. But anytime you mention Mario Two, they always go, "Did you know the actual Mario Two, known as the Lost Levels, is based on a game called Doki Doki Panic?" And everyone goes, ah. "I will." Know. So I was, I was, I was being clever by uh, attributing that to Last of Us Two's Lost Level section. Doki Doki uh, is uh, onomatopoeic for um, like a, a, a love, like a, a heart, heartbeat, oh. yeah. like a heart going Doki Doki Doki. Correct. Oh. Oh. Correct. Was... So, so heart panic just sounds way worse. <laughs> I thought it was just the sound of Mario having a chug. Um, we have <laughs> a lot of we can, we can't say what but we have a lot of oh. reviews in the pipeline for the rest of this month yeah, there's, um, there's, so. another, there's another interesting one next week and i'm 
I'm not sure if I can say where I'm playing or not, so I'm, I'm taking no risks. <laughs> <laughs> There's two interesting ones next week. Face attorney. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you will need to be as patient as a dragon to find out what the other one is. Um, dragon, dragon Quest <laughs> remake confirmed. Yeah, Dragon Quest remake. Um, okay, let's get out of here. Oh, in fact, no, this is my favourite part of the show. Pete, what? inscrutable game have you been playing this week what oh god i've not played a single bloody Wizard thing I've, I've still not fit don't worry guys I've, st- I've still not finished cruise of a cop so i'll be talking about that for the rest, for the rest how, of how the many run. times has this cruise had to park to get petrol in it <laughs> <laughs> that corpse's maggots by now it's just in, i'm just you know just doing laps of the ship going nothing's changed nothing's changed <laughs> one of those hidden puzzle games yeah i've been playing a lot of uh lure of the temptress yeah mm. i've been playing a lot of uh what was those weird Russian uh, point and clicks? Big red adventure. There was, was KGB, which was which KGB. Is a good one. Oh yeah, KGB and uh, and uh, Compromat or something, wasn't it? Mm. They, one of them had um, in uh, full motion video from uh, Donald Sutherland, who, who basically just turned up and went, "You have earned your vodka so far, Max." It was awful. What about Flight awful. of the Amazon Queen? Have you, have Flight of the Amazon Queen is a crappy version of like Indiana Jones. Was, uh, Monkey Island, yeah. wasn't it? Really? Oh, glory days. Yeah. Fantastic. The glory days, Jordan. The glory days. Yep. Okay, well, look forward <laughs> to this. <laughs> <weed ways. laughs> look forward Legend to... Legend of Creandia. <laughs> oh, I know, I know it well. Um, quest look, for glory. Look forward the, to more of, of this chat. Falls. What about Little Big Adventure? Before Little Big Planet stormed little big adventure, and, and installed yes. a Little Big Twinson, Adventure. Twinson's Odyssey. Mm. I think that's coming back. I think Little Big Adventure's Did coming you, back. I, Have I you think got... they might... I'm going to take 200 of these Tylenol yeah. that I got from America. Well, take um, some adventures, a point and click adventure. <laughs> he pops one. American, <laughs> kill him. American painkillers. My God, uh, I woke up with a, a, a with like a bit Stonker. of a, a bit of a toothache on um, on one of the mornings of the Smite World Championship. So I mm. um, I Uber East uh, painkillers from uh, the Seven Eleven. Took three <laughs> of them, went back to sleep, and I was like, I might never wake up because these are hitting. Um, <laughs> I was hoping I'd get some of those tampered with Tylenol to really uh, send me over the edge, mm. but Pete, I'm going to go um, niche here before we finish. Amiga oh point and click, right? Do you yeah. remember? I'll never play the demo of this. Nippon safes. Yes, Nippon safes. Ink. Ink. Oh, there we Ink. go. He passes the test. He passes <laughs> the test. Yes. Wasn't Bonanza Brothers? Bonanza Brothers Ink as well. Wasn't Ooh. that? Wasn't that an Ink? I'm trying to think games with Ink. Bonanza at the Brothers. End. I don't know why Incop. Why incorporated businesses were so big? Here's one for the 90s. kids to go on YouTube and research. Level six in Bonanza <laughs> Brothers features a the Mega Drive version features a museum in it, an art gallery, and all the art is taken from cover art from other Mega Drive games. Nice. So, I like that a all lot. The kids can go and, and check that out and, and look at all the artwork and not realise what the games are because they don't know. <laughs> <sighs> I'm really sorry to say this, listeners, after that previous conversation, but I'm also away next week, so it will just yes. be this again next week. <laughs> don't don't worry, guys. I've uh, I've prepared a few uh, a few choice reviews of uh, an Amazon step down more a few. Uh, uh, it's basically on uh, the re- the actual um, uh, synopsis of the product that you you're selling for. It's only like twenty quid. This step down motor. A step down uh, converter PSU. Um, it basically says it does make a loud buzzing sound. That's that means it's working, <laughs> right? And then loads of people in the comments have said, 
Um, um, it does a great job. And I'm, I was concerned about the buzzing sound mentioned in the product details, but I've yet to hear the device do that. And then edit. Two weeks in the converter start making a loud buzzing sound. I'm taking it back. <laughs> Just these loud buzzy converters. It's upsetting well, everyone. Got, I, it was burning and smoking after one minute. Do not use. Send it back. I got a new RGB <laughs> SCART cable from my PlayStation 1, so I'm sure we can do 20 minutes on that. It, it syncs Beautiful. on composite rather than syncs on composite rather than sync nice. on Luma, so that's particularly exciting. Yeah. We can talk about that for a bit. <laughs> If you've made it this far, go and leave a review. Uh, oh, what, the what is he got now? The Beast got Within. Gab- Gabriel Knight my, my, my 2, nickname. The Beast Within. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Big, big uh, box PC games look I nice. I love the man, days of the, the early FMV point and clicks like Phantasmagoria and all that, which are just like... Yeah, they're so expensive, oh, box, box games now. I wish I kept them. Don't start talking about Phantasmagoria. Hamish Black, friend of, friend of the show, every time he gets a drink in him, starts talking about Phantasmagoria well, to a puzzle of flesh. To, to anyone that <laughs> puzzle was... Puzzle of flesh! Anyone that was... brilliant. God. Oh, fantastic. Um, leave a review for the podcast on any of your preferred platforms. Send me a screenshot on Twitter at Jordan Midler, and I'll send some random codes. I've been giving people some real shite, so if you want to be part of that, <laughs> come along <laughs> and do that. Uh, check us out on YouTube and TikTok. VGC on YouTube, VGC underscore news on TikTok. Um, if you want some gaming apparel, uh, Gambit Gaming, use the code VGC for a discount. Sadly, I won't be here next week. I'm heading off um, as part of the uh, gaming cabal that I am to the west coast of America. I should actually be able to... I think I can... Can I talk about that? God knows, probably not. But um, we've been so subtle about what we're working on. I might as well uh, just tease it. Um, (laughs) So if you see me out there, say Halo. It's it's nothing to do with Halo. Relax. Everyone everyone chill. Halo 7. Um, Thanks to... (laughs) Grant Kirkhope for the VGC podcast theme, that good, good man. There's still no new Banjo-Kazooie. There's still no new Banjo-Kazooie. I'm sorry. Uh, Grant texts me every night and says there's still no Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, comments, questions, and concerns to the podcast at videogameschronicle.com. Follow Pete at Pete Donaldson. Chris at Skull1888. Um, oh, yeah. Sidebar, Pete. Last week when you um, did this part there, the you said follow Chris at one eight eight eight. Completely disrespecting Celtic Football Club sorry, as sorry, usual sorry, on the sorry, podcast. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, that 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 that's poor for me to be that, quite frank. That's ridiculous. That's um, follow Chris at Scully one eight eight eight. Me at Jordan Midler. Say goodbye, Pete. <laughs> goodbye, Pete. Say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. We will see you next week. I bought this to power an old-fashioned set of Christmas lights, but I couldn't live with the noise. It was so noisy that you could even hear it from outside my house. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Imagine a stepped-up convert that you could hear from outside the house. <laughs> oh, I think he just has tinnitus. VGC, a video games podcast, is a stack production and part of the Acast Creative Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.